Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nicholas Cage. Star of Scream and Stain is gonna watch him all day while he's a screaming with rage because we're unlocking the cage. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. Uh, I'm your host, Meg, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. What's going on with you today, Chris? <laughs> uh, not much. I'm just glad this is working because this is the first time I dusted off the four-person uh, overlay in a while, and mm. uh, it, it seems to be working okay, but I bet you, like, when we go to the next slide, our guest names are going to be reversed or something stupid like that is probably about to happen, but we'll see. Chris know. does all the behind the scenes tech for the show. Yep. It's very complicated. It's all based. It's all piano based. As you can see, the piano and the well, you can't really see it on the. It's yeah. all piano based. <laughs> piano based, <laughs> and like, but literally, like, I write sheet music for every show, and it's all. All right, never mind. I, I like that. <laughs> Chris and I are experimenting on like doing a little like. Uh, hello bit at the beginning of this show we, we're gonna we're gonna workshop it it's going real we well find. you can see it's going well so far all right so this show is recorded live on twitch every sunday at 5 p.m pacific time if you're listening to it in the podcast version you can also find old episodes on youtube if you miss us live um the purpose of our show is to watch and rank every single one of nicholas cage's 106 movies uh right now we have seen we have this is our episode 16 chris and i have seen 22 movies and 33 respectively sorry so me 22 chris 33 um and we've got guests as chris hinted we have two guests today which is a rare occurrence for us so that's pretty special um they are the co-hosts of boy detective presents on 2mb studios twitch anthony zanfrelli and will van antwerp let's bring them out hey, hey guys it works you guys have the it works. hey crushed it hello <laughs> We've got we've got these guys here, and we're we're talking about the movie USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, which these guys picked voluntarily. So uh, I want to I want to hear why you guys chose this one, because <laughs> it wasn't that late on that you didn't have other options. I'm very curious about this. Well, all right. So here was my thinking. So Face Off was gone, Mandy was gone. All like the big crazy Nick Cage movies where I would love to just talk about how intense and crazy he is were gone. So I wanted to just stay out of the middle. So I was like, I'm going to go for one. I know it's got sharks in it. It's probably going to suck. It's going to have some blind patriotism. And I just wanted to pick one that I would have an opinion on. And boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> I think Con Air, well, no, wait. Con Air wasn't on the table. At Con Air was gone. Yeah, oh, Con Air yeah, was right. gone. So it was, pretty, it was pretty dire in terms of selection at that point. All right. And so, so I'm guessing neither <laughs> of you guys had seen this movie before. No, I would never volunteer to watch it a second time. Yeah, I, I never had the pleasure, but <laughs> we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. And, ne- and Chris, neither Chris nor I had seen this movie either, but it was, you know, it was on the list, so we had to do it. Um, yeah. Okay. And all right, so one of the things I usually ask you guys just to get a, a bearing on where you are in your Nick, Nick Cage lifespan um, is how many Nick Cage movies have you guys seen before, if you had to guess roughly? I don't have to guess roughly because I counted the exact number of Nick Cage movies I watched before I came on the show, and it's 13, including this USS. That's a nice number. 
Yeah, I w- I'm firmly in like the five to ten camp because I couldn't remember if I've seen Kick Ass Two and National Treasure Two. Wow! Um, but in there, <laughs> nice. So I, f- I feel like like Will. It sounds like you're kind of at where I was at before I started the show. And uh, Anthony, it's I feel like a fairly common answer is like five to ten. Um, so yeah. So let's before we start digging, I just want to give you guys a little background on the movie, but in our, for our listeners or whatever um, too. Um, this is based on a real life story of the USS Indianapolis. Uh, did you guys know about the story before going into this movie, like about the what actually happened in real life? Only from Jaws. Yeah. Other than that, I, I, no. yeah, I was aware of it, and uh, yeah, it was, it was very disappointing to see such an incredible real life story portrayed in such a horrible manner. <laughs> <laughs> a true disrespect to the great man. <laughs> Is it because it's 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 an insane story? It's um for for anyone who is not familiar with it um or has seen the monologue from Jaws, which we have a clip of for later. It's uh, a boat that had a secret mission to deliver parts of the first atomic bomb that was used in combat, and then it got sunk. And uh, you know, like so, it looks. I think there were like twelve hundred people on board. Three hundred people died when the ship uh went down, and then of the remainder, they were all stranded for four days floating in the ocean pretty much. Uh, and then only 300 of those people were rescued. And this because all the rest of them were basically, you know, died of starvation or dehydration or exposure, or as we'll talk about a lot, were eaten by sharks. And if, if this movie is to be used as a, uh, a exact record of history, none of the sailors had names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to keep up with anyone not named Antonio. Yeah, and they were exactly. all twins. <laughs> it was a bunch of exactly identical people with no names on a ship together. I took my own notes. I don't know how many people took notes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, one of the notes I took was that all of them look exactly the same. <laughs> my note was I can't tell which whiny boy is which. <laughs> there, there, are two, there are two male actors who I think like had a love triangle that was poorly explained yeah who literally one of them had i think lighter eyes than the other and that was the only thing i could tell them apart with do you guys remember their names i could try and pull up a couple images of these dudes i I don't Uh, is it anthony d'antonio and clara were were dating and clara was pregnant with d'antonio's baby and then his best friend this is where it gets tough what yeah. was his name? All I wrote was D'Antonio. But his name is D'Antonio? D D'Antonio. Yeah. Like half oh, okay. Dan, half Antonio? <laughs> yeah. Bama, right? Bama. Oh, yeah, yeah that's why, because it was a nickname. But there was, like, this conflict that came out of nowhere where it's like, oh, there is a love triangle happening, but it had been so poorly explained, I had no idea that I was meant to know it. And also, it's hard to understand if there's a love triangle happening when two of the people in the love triangle look the same, because you're yeah. like, oh, that's just right. the, guy, the same guy from before. <laughs> oh, guess what? All right, the actor who plays D'Antonio, could even to add more confusion, his name is Adam Scott. <laughs> yeah. No, sir. Yeah. Oh, wait, Adam Scott oh, Miller. God. Sorry, he's got a, another I- last name in there. I was going to save this till the end, but a fun piece of trivia that I found because I did some requisite research on whether we could have anyone from this cast come join us because I figured, like, what else are they doing? (laughs) Uh, 
the guy that played D'Antonio now runs like a a, a little league white nationalist organization uh, called the, the Students for Western Civilization. <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> oh no. There's I don't a... have to feel bad for not holding back the rest of the episode. <laughs> one of the guys, and I don't remember which one it is, but uh, I sent I sent some Chris some links from this guy's YouTube channel has one of the actors has a YouTube channel of just his clips from this movie. Every, like every scene he was in, you know, <laughs> he's got like, you know, 50 followers or whatever. Um, but honestly, that was really helpful for us in terms of getting clips. So thank you to that. actor. It's a bad sign though. Cause that's like what I would do if they had cast me in that movie. <laughs> right. Like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it leads me to believe they cast a lot of people like me in that movie. So this right. looks like, uh, this looks like an actor looking into a mirror, right? But yeah. that's them standing across from each other. And it's like, what is going on here? This movie was like a hall of mirrors of white I, people. I just had so much trouble understanding so many lines because I just feel like their delivery, they didn't understand how to how to say sentences in a way that packed a punch or hit, hit the line. Like None of these guys had to have been professional actors before they started this besides Nick Cage and Tom Sizemore. And with the directing powerhouse like Mario Van Peebles behind this film, you figured it yeah. would have been amazing, right? Thank you. Thank you for bringing up Mario Van Peebles because I did want to mention this. So Mario Van Peebles is the director. Uh, I was not familiar with him, but Chris, it sounds like you were. Yeah. Well, he's he's been in so many things, like like so many TV shows and stuff like that. And I think the movie he was in famous for is New Jack City. Yes. From the 90s. So uh, I and just he, most recently saw him in the show Z Nation, where he played uh, a zombie, not a zombie, but like a guy who farmed crops. So there you go. And he also is the son of director Melvin Van Peebles, um, who is like a famous black exploitation director. Um, also, his son, so the the, the, the grandson is in this movie as the guy who has the notebook oh, who's God. like always scrolling in a notebook Theodore. oh yes. yeah that was such a bizarre <laughs> story like, <laughs> I don't know like how quickly it started jumping into it but when he was he was taking notes in the ocean <laughs> yes oh. <laughs> wait like, isn't talk, your book wet can we talk about <laughs> there's a scene the scene before the fight in the streets of San Francisco where he's like the year was 1945 <laughs> Narrating it. Narrating yeah, it. Where did the come from? <laughs> yeah, out loud in real time. Like it's like people were dancing the Lindy Hop. It's like what? He's like writing it on a car while he's talking, and that was weird. <laughs> it's like Mario. We got this great movie for you to direct. He's like, oh yeah, I'm in. You just you got to put my son in. And they're like, oh, we don't really have any parts. He's like, well, can you write a part specifically for my son? But it's got to be big because he's an artist. Or he went to the table read and he was reading yeah. stage directions so well. They were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just like the wrote Theodore in front of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Exterior, middle of the goddamn ocean. <laughs> oh, man. So, so his name is Mandela Van Peebles. A uh, fun fact about the Van Peebles uh, fan family is that everyone's name starts with M. Oh. All of Mario Van Peebles' kids oh, have That's M so name. stupid. You know why, right? They're all MVP. M all MVPs. Mm. Oh. I think it's wow. sweet. I think it's sweet. I don't know. It's crazy, though, because it started with probably the father, right, who had to be born in, what, the 20s or 30s. Were there even MVP awards 
back then. Had <laughs> it been invented? Yeah. Yeah, they invented a most valuable player in the, by the Great Depression. <laughs> oh, Meg left. Oh, she's back. I'm here. I just want to turn on the fan. All right, party time. <laughs> Get ready. No, um, okay, what, one more fact about the movie, which will not surprise you guys before we dig into the plot, which is that this movie uh, did badly at the box office and critically. Uh, it was made for $40 million, which is actually less than you might think, but maybe not if you are looking closely at the CGI. Not if you saw it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about uh, $39 million than I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it made $2 million. I think it had like a very short in theater, in theater run and then was just mainly video on demand. And it had like 20% Rotten Tomatoes in that range. And it also made a lot of the people who were like very invested in the story, like the people, you know, people that were USS Indianapolis, like descendants or um, scholars, because it was super inaccurate in a lot of ways. So it made nobody happy. Just to hop back to the CGI for a minute. Oh, yeah, please. It was really hard to get clips of this movie, uh, but I wanted to get clips of the CGI because as I was watching that, that straight up looked like... uh, Cutscenes from a PS2 game, like some of those yeah. things, like, like Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, I read a, a review that basically said it was, it was Sharknado level, and, and I honestly think that's kind of overselling it. I think it was like two two tiers below Sharknado. Oh, there's the like original the, Sharknado, the film Megalodon, where like people are falling into the shark's mouth. You remember this? It was pretty much that level, except like a little better. They had an animatronic shark, which was cool. Are we? Are you sure this shark was animatronic? There was something physical and shark-shaped in the water with them. It could have been a real shark. That could have been like, "Hey, a shark! Let's get it on film." Yeah, these actors are indis- yeah. <laughs> indispensable. I I don't know like how far off the shore they were filming this, but I just felt like the whole time every scene was taking place in about like two feet of water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know that to be a fact, but it just it just seemed like they were filming it very close to shore at all times. I just assumed clear. they had a big uh, pool with a green screen. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I, that's probably I think that's that's probably, probably what they did. I yeah. think yeah. that actually was in the water uh, because the waves were so high and. I think that's actually giving them too much credit is to, to, to think they could do the CGI to make it look realistic in that background of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's where all their budget went, if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so they, I guess to get into the plot, I don't know. It's such a loose plot, but there's a... They, you know, they, they, he gets this assignment that he's going to be doing this thing. And at the top of the movie, they show they show some event where Nick Cage is in a battle or like loses a ship. I don't know what the fuck's going on. They seem to hint at a lot of things, but never provide the exposition to know what even is happening. Yeah. And then, like, uh, you know, you get into there's a dance scene uh. for no reason. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, that was, it was apparently the reason was to establish the love triangle. <laughs> it was like as clear as mud that that's what was going on. Right. Well, the, what is his name? Bama says, he's like, oh, I love Clara. And then immediately the other dude just goes and dances with her. Yeah. And she's the only one he sexy dances with. Yeah. Like, oh, did he not hear? Here's that's Bama. just cl- classic D'Antonio, though. Yeah. I- short <laughs> clip of, uh, of this dance scene we're talking about. A friend is teaching the Dance Society girls the latest dance craze from New York. Not bad, huh? Music <laughs> 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 
piece of gas. What the hell was that? <laughs> he looks the the guy that plays D'Antonio looks a lot like the Scarecrow from uh, Batman Begins. Is it Killian Murphy? Oh, Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, do you guys know what the first line in the movie is? Fire. Yeah, he says fire like 10 times in a row. Fire, yeah. fire, Which, fire, which fire. is what I wish someone would yell if I saw this movie in theaters. <laughs> fire. <laughs> Honestly, my first note in here was he goes fire, and then another dude goes fire to tell someone else to fire. And I was like, this movie could be an hour long without the repetition. Yeah. He just said fire once. <laughs> this was like... Like right off the bat with this love story on the side, I was like, oh, they're going for like the Ben Affleck Pearl Harbor movie vibe. Yeah. And they failed. It's like in, in that movie was terrible. And this was like even yeah. more terrible than that. It's so bad. I, I did get Pearl Harbor vibes, but it's like to, it made Pearl Harbor look like a fucking masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> I think they, they had this idea. They were like, all right, we've got this great story, but no one's going to care unless we make up all these like side plots that, mm. you know, so people can get invested in the individuals. I think it would have been way more interesting if they had like pulled something from actual history or maybe gotten good actors or something. I don't know. Like, Here's my theory on this. They were yes. too close to the story. They had done too much research and they forgot to step away and be like, like you have to do some exposition here or no one's going to know what the fuck's going on. And so they're like, oh yeah, this guy, he's a historical character. Everyone knows who this guy is. So they just don't write names. That's my theory. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, like I am just now. Don't hate it, yeah. I'm just now learning that one of the characters' name was Bama. I thought that was some, a joke you guys were making, but then I just looked it up on IMDb. <laughs> no, he's he's one third of the triangle. Yeah. <laughs> that was his name? No idea. Yeah, he's the back wheel. Um, but the, the very, like the whole first part of the movie, like every piece of dialogue is just laying out in detail exactly the exposition of the movie. <laughs> like there's a, it's like <laughs> the president is on the line and he needs you to deliver this and it's a death mission. And oh, by the way, the Japanese have already struck us with Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, nobody talks like this. Right. Yeah. There's that whole part where he's like, yeah, we're going out there. You know, this is what happens is if you don't have the destroyer escort, uh, the submarines just take you out instantly. Well, we haven't. We don't want to destroy the escort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. I don't know if you got this vibe from for the first part of the movie, like before they get on the boat. So we have the dancing scene, we have like a club scene, we have a fighting scene. Like the mm. whole thing is shot kind of like, uh, like I feel like an adaptation of a Broadway musical. Like very colorful, like a very stage. Like, yeah. 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 Just like totally different vibe from the rest of the movie. Does anybody know why they were fighting? I don't remember or like didn't. Wasn't it a race thing? I thought it was a, yeah. Oh, it was a race thing. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were setting also up love... those two guys who were in prison together later on to like make amends. <laughs> Which I laughed at. All right. We'll get to that later. But, but you yeah, know, I love, their, I love... their backgrounds were actually much more similar than you'd think with him growing up in the mean streets of Detroit and the other growing up on the mean streets of Galveston, Texas. That's right. <laughs> I lost lots of my friends in the streets of Galveston. Galveston. <laughs> That's an actual quote from the live movie. Yeah. Mostly the oil fields. I love, yeah. The, so when they were about to fight, uh, one dude had the knife and they were like, oh, wow. Like, so you want a fair fight? And he goes, okay, fine. Fair fight. Me versus you one-on-one. -on -one. And the guy goes, okay, fair fight. And as he turns around to put, to give he his friend his knife, him. immediate sucker punch <laughs> to the face. 
and everyone's just cool with it. They're like, okay, yeah, I guess it's starting now. Those are the rules. It's okay. Fair yeah. fight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm wondering if I have any. What do I else I have for clips in the beginning of the movie? All I oh, we could watch the a little bit of the Jaws clip, or should we save that for the when we get to the shark attacks? Let's save it. Let's save, save it for the shark. Right. Yeah. The other the other note I have for this for this beginning uh, is when Nick Cage is first shown talking to uh, his crew, and he says, "Without me, you are worthless." And I just couldn't help but feel like that was Nick Cage talking to the production Ooh, of yeah. this movie. <laughs> 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 oh. I have I have one other note. One thing that made me really mad um, in the very beginning when they got they have like a little title they 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 have a little title card that says like Napa Valley 1945 right, mm. and then they pull up on what is clearly a southern like mansion, like covered in Spanish literal Spanish moss. I was like, is this Savannah? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no Spanish moss in Napa Valley. It is not that green. It is I, like I an know. open flat. Like there's there's vineyards there, but it's mostly rocky and deserty looking. It's not yeah. Uh, yeah. And it turns out this movie was mostly filmed in Alabama, but they just mm. the Napa Valley thing just I don't know why they decided to drop that in. Like th- there's got to be some place they could have filmed that wasn't covered in Spanish moss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like subtitles establishing the locations of scenes. I don't know if there's like an official terminology for that. Was out of control on this movie. Like they were paragraphs. So long. He's like, yeah. like Okinawa, Japan, Jul- July sixteenth, nineteen forty-five. Right before we just attacked them. <laughs> it's like they're explaining parts of the plot in the establishment of where they are. Oh well, man, then- you pointed out that thing with the time, Meg. Yeah, so later on they say zero dark hundred, and I, I looked up because I was like, is that a real thing? Do you do you guys know what that means? Because I I looked it up. I, I'm the way midnight. Zero no, dark so zero- thirty. Zero Dark Hundred, Zero Dark Thirty are made up things. It's just sort of like a, it's like a joke, mil- like a jokey military slang to be in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So oh. like, so Zero okay. Dark, Zero Dark Hundred means like sometime in the middle of the night, and then Zero Dark Thirty means thir- thirty minutes it after. After that, <laughs> and then sometimes at one point in this movie they had Zero Dark Fourteen. <laughs> they're jumping <laughs> well my guess is from records they probably don't have a complete record of it the exact time it happened but they know exactly after like how long in after, comparison you know who yeah. knows. but then the japanese guys should have known i don't know speaking of japanese guys so we get on the boat we have this uh like fake out attack would you guys is that is that what you guys understood to be happening? Oh, I was that fake out trope they with tried the, to with the kite in that mist. Yeah. yeah, I think that was an attempted attack that just failed. Well, it was against it, a different right? boat. It wasn't even their oh, boat. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 right, 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 right. They, yeah, they it weren't even against the same scene. boat. It wasn't. No, it, oh, I thought they just thought it was like, oh, it's just a merchant ship. Let it go. <laughs> and I think I think that simultaneously they were showing us cutting back and forth between the scene where they try to attack a merchant ship and on Nick Cage's boat, they're doing a little tri- um, testing with what's like the word? Drill. Uh, like exercise. Right. It was just and a, so we're right. supposed to think, oh my God, yeah. it's happening. Right. It was like a very like poorly executed thing that they tried to do. Yeah, like I'm, I'm familiar with the trope that they're going for, but it was, it was so badly executed. <laughs> you did not pick up on it. You're like, oh, they missed. <laughs> also, this, all right, so this is crazy to me that you put a guy in like pretty much a small submarine and he misses the target 
and you don't go get him. You're just like, oh, he's dead now. Like, he didn't blow up. He just kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were little they were human kamikaze guys? torpedoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that guy's yeah. like, Why do they need the kamikaze the torpedoes? <laughs> Aren't torpedoes self-navigating? I guess he, like, starves to death at that point. Maybe they can't get him because there's no oxygen in there. Maybe they're just like, it's a one-way trip, buddy. You're going to die. Like, I don't know. I just feel like not everything has to be the kamikaze. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's that's kind of a the, the chitin, the the kamikaze torpedo is like a right. little bit of a recurring thing in this because in the end, um, it'll come like, up in the court drama we have. Yeah, to watch exactly. Later. Yeah. So I guess that's why they they initiate you know talk about it. But like, if he, you're right. If he missed, like, why can't they like reel him back in or something? just go pick him up? He's just flowing around. <laughs> it's a perfectly good human being. You could fire another missile. <laughs> oh man this is before the days of spacex where they tried to reclaim these things they just let them go it, it, and the guy's latin they give him a chance to say last words and he says thank you very much indeed mm. like adding indeed at the end makes it sound almost sarcastic <laughs> that must just be like a google translate from japanese yeah not like they just google translated it exactly do you? Re- oh, there. All right. This is a gross, gross part of the movie. I, I hated I, this part. Oh, you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Chris was so upset. Like I was literally like, 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 like restraining him and just being like, "It's not real. No one's going to eat that, Chris. It's just going to get thrown away. You're going to eat another pie. It's <laughs> fake." <laughs> so my my note for that was: Could you play this spit prank any less cool? <laughs> And they hadn't really built that other guy up as an asshole yet. So you're like, why are they doing to this poor yeah, guy? Yeah, right. Yeah. You're like, oh, I they just need like their this, captains. We're going to get into it a little bit. And I know all four of us, I think, are white. But there were some complicated racial politics in this movie. And they they made a lot of the African-American characters cartoonishly evil in a way that I was wildly uncomfortable with. Starting with the first scene with one just randomly brandishing a knife. Yeah, right. It's like, this is totally unfair. I mean, I wouldn't expect yeah. any less from a movie made by Patriot Pictures. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it needs to be acknowledged. <laughs> well, also, uh, I, I, there is a behind-the-scenes documentary of this film. Oh, uh, did you watch that, too? A documentary about the making of this film? Yes, I have clips. <laughs> I can't wait. And the writers, all of them, are not native English speakers. I think they did some research with people who, uh, who you know, like you know stuff like that. But the 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 head writer producer guy, I think, is is a French guy or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. it's really strange. All the all the people, most of the people they interviewed were not American. Wow. So I'm sure there were some American. If it's called Patriot Pictures, there must be some American people involved in the funding of this film. But <laughs> <laughs> it was it was released, I think, by. What is his name? Haim Haim Saban, the Democratic mega donor. That was his his production company that let it go. So there's, there's some, you know, who knows how big, deep the web goes. Oh man, <laughs> this was a deep state picture. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Uh, I thought I saw Saban. I thought you know the the Power Rangers wasn't that Saban? Yeah, yeah. And that was. That is was it the same thing or is it different? No, no, it's the same guy. Yeah. Really? Yep. So the guy who did the Power Rangers did this film. No, yeah, there wasn't. You know, you need you need stuff to do after powering. <laughs> oh well, that's Power Rangers level CGI. Crazy. I get it. Know that. 
It's worse like, than Power Rangers. It the, looked like an after-school special. The torpedo, the torpedo shooting off looked like like a like a MythBusters animation. Yeah. Like, yes. Like a, a eight a six p.m. news. What are those like Conan, like uh, like recreations that he does? You know, with the cheap animation. Oh, you guys, have you guys seen those with Conan O'Brien? Like, oh, oh my god, no. it's just like that. It's you know, things that they can get commissioned for like one hundred and fifty dollars in an afternoon. Like yeah. are, are comparable Some to college what college kid can do it on yeah, laptop. Right? It's like the, the planes in this movie were like you might as well have just drawn a piece of paper in a plane and then like kind of rolled it across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. aside from the one real plane which is the plane they use for the rescue operation which uh mm. they actually sunk in during the filming uh on purpose no, no. <laughs> it was actually loaned <laughs> to them to by the a clip. fire department and they fucking sunk it <laughs> well there you go so it's not in the pool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually a good point yeah they, all right uh, it took on water and uh, it was like unsalvageable, I believe. Is it's the, the one that Thomas Jane flies in at the end. They sunk that thing. That was like actually what? sinking when the people were on it. The one that Thomas Jane says over the radio, like there's no hope. This plane is definitely going to sink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that plane? That was like him just talking to the director or something. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So moving forward in the plot, we have a gross bit scene um for unclear reasons there's this whole party scene uh where someone says the quote swab up that giggle water which i wrote down (laughs) (laughs) there were some funny terms oh boy was that standish was that the the, like the shitty officer who says swab up that giggle juice fuck if i know yeah 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 it was was when he was yelling at him right oh yeah (laughs) by the way i finished first in my class yeah, that I guy. thought what was coming for that character was they were going to realize how good of a person he was somehow, or I don't really know. But uh, sometimes no. it's better to be respected than feared. And you're like, okay, I can't wait for his arc to come around. It never happened. That was like a real Michael Scott quote. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want people to respect how much they fear me. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, uh, you never got any redemption for him, by the way, right? Like, no, he, he no. was set up to be the huge asshole that got redeemed at the end. And no, just, we, I think they just sent him off to go look for an island and he never came back. Oh, yeah. He it just was... got eaten by sharks off camera, yeah. off screen. You don't even get the glory. How do you know he got eaten by sharks? Well, that they boat, said they all got eaten by sharks. Like, yeah, two of the I guys come that. back on the boat, like, all fucked up. And he's like, oh, yeah, they got eaten by sharks. But they never showed what happened. <laughs> Oh, was he the one that was like, oh, he jumped out of the water and bit his head off? No, 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 no. That no was, okay. We saw that one. I don't even know. I think we have they a did, clip of that one, actually. They described guy, right? one oh, like yeah. that, and we thought it was Theodore, but then we saw Theodore at the end, and we were like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, the Theodore died? Then I was like, wait, Theodore didn't die? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They even pull out <laughs> okay. his book, and they're like, oh, here's his notebook, remember? Yeah. 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 What the yeah, fuck yeah, was yeah. that? It's doing great. Four days in, uh, in the that, ocean. Uh, <laughs> that just took me out of it. That just took me right out of the movie. Yeah, it took you all the way. Can we jump back to one moment? Uh, Tom Sizemore's big scene in the film where he's in the engine room talking to all the, the, the cadets and he has a bird for some reason. Yeah. He brought a bird okay. on board. I think, I think, that that, I think thing? that's legit. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a canary to test if there's like gas leaking or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's my guess. 
because then it's like in the engine room. So if they have carbon monoxide poisoning or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to give this movie too much credit, but I did notice that. And that was what I, the conclusion that I drew. <laughs> yeah. Also, but didn't he give like a big speech on like sharks? And it's like, you're in the Navy. Like, shouldn't you shouldn't be so surprised to learn about yeah. sharks. <laughs> that was the other thing. Uh, so I, I wrote this down and then realized that was stupid. They were like, hey, are you the diver? And they start asking Bama about sharks and he's like starts selling back about shark i was like what does a diver know any bit more than anyone who did any other sport and i was like oh like <laughs> like scuba diving yeah <laughs> yeah they ask him about sharks by literally opening a book about sharks and showing him a picture of a shark <laughs> is this one i don't know Turn to the page before where it says what sharks are <laughs> like what the fuck is wrong <laughs> I, I have a little trivia about that picture of the shark um this is a historically inaccurate uh thing because the first you, the underwater color photos were not taken until the 50s you could take an underwater color photo but you could only take one of something that isn't moving i don't have any more details about mm. why this is and sharks never stop that's disappointing to learn because this movie was so historically accurate before (laughs) learning that i can't imagine they'd make an oversight like that you know i also i I wrote down a quote 31 minutes in and i believe it's before the wreck i don't remember who says it but 31 minutes in someone says this was all a terrible idea I gotta say, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> there was another quote in this movie that was uh, inaccurate. Earlier on, somebody says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> it was like a Wayne yeah. Gretzky quote. A little early. No, one person says, you know, you miss 100% of the shots. And then he goes, yeah, I know that you don't take. So they were like, we all know this saying yeah. that hasn't been said yet. <laughs> we know the sport of hockey. Oh, my God. That was so, some of the, the the language that they wanted to include to really make sure you knew it was the 1940s. Besides giggle water, yeah. chowder head. Good. I mean, it's still relevant, but they did call them crackers pretty heavily in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. They dropped a minstrel show in there, which is they like, did. okay, let's, they did. We, could have, we could have lived without that. And yep. then I, I really enjoyed what they called each other shitbirds. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> shipper right before puke man meets yeah. the baker. <laughs> oh man, they yeah. All right, so we're sinking. We've got a torpedo hit. We're sinking. We right uh, after we roll snake eyes, might I add? Yeah, oh. snake eyes. He's gambling. Oh my That's god, beautiful. We've got a lot of stuntmen on fire, just uh, one after another. <laughs> Showing off arms their fire. on fire, legs on fire, yeah. grab it on the fire. doors that are really hot. Yeah, don't oh. grab it, D'Antonio. He says, oh, don't I'm gonna grab, grab it. it, and then he gets home alone. And you can <laughs> tell the direction, like the navy in his palms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that. You, you could tell, too, when they were walking around doing the, that scene specifically, and he's got the two life jackets on his hands, that he was, like, chaotically flailing as if they had no plan for how they were going to make it look, what direction the ship was going to look. Yeah, like, you like, know, when a gigantic ship goes down, it sways back and forth. like yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're going to shake the camera. Like, all right, which yeah. direction? Just move. 
<laughs> do you guys remember the the guy that was like trapped in the control room that they showed that had really strong like help i've fallen and i can't get up vibes oh he was like he had <laughs> something like, on top of ah, it please help me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the lady with the air conditioner on her from happy gilmore like yeah mister mister <laughs> oh my god so yeah sh- ship sinking it's going it's- down yeah and this is when i like i was like okay this is where nick cage is gonna show up do some and, crazy shit yeah and instead he goes abandon ship and then just kind of hobbles away <laughs> <laughs> and they have him standing upright and the camera tilted at almost 45 degrees to make it look like the yeah. going down. Yeah. and he's like that goes into the flailing thing <laughs> it's like yes. okay they were like, oh, my God, it would be awesome, right? We don't even need to, to do anything with the ship. We could just tilt the camera, and then it'll look like sick. Navy guys People got great sea genius. legs. <laughs> they can stay in perpendicular to any surface. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I'll mention this because this is right before – this is before we get to sharks, but this is like kind of the last instance where you get like a, a the foreshadowing of the fact that there will be sharks. We had we had the dudes asking about sharks, asking the diver about sharks. Then we had a scene that cut back into a giant into shark a, jaw, yeah. which was obnoxious. Then I'm pretty sure a shark on the cover of a Nat Geo magazine was shown as the ship was going down. Yeah, he looks like, why? down. Why? Like, focus on the fact that the ship is sinking. <laughs> and we'll get to it, but, like, for how much they focused on the sharks, like, there weren't that many sharks in this movie, right? Like, I felt like there could have been a lot more sharks. No, I thought there were a lot of sharks. No, I think, I think you know, it was, like, a lot of buildup. A few sharks. I mean, they had a they had an attack off scene. They clearly that's did. That's true. And, that's and true. Then it, and then it, the last thirty minutes was like a military procedural, like NCIS. There's yeah. that, right. that movie. Uh, I forget what it's called. Like deep, uh, not deep blue sea. Deep blue it's, sea. No, it's the one where those the 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 couple. It's like a very low budget movie where the couple gets stranded open water. Deep blue uh, sea. <laughs> yes, deep blue sea. It's and uh, it's a very low budget indie film about yeah. shark attacks that has 10 times the sharks, real sharks of this movie. And it's like way more terrifying and more poignant than this film. And it's like, it's, I don't know. It's great. That movie rocked. Terrifying and poignant, Chris. I think this is a good time to watch the monologue from Jaws just so we can get a mm, sense of okay. what, what this movie could have been. This is mm. just a very short excerpt. My fa- I mean, I think the most famous part of this monologue is, is this part. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then, oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. <laughs> <clears throat> so creepy mm. Mm. so so that so they're like this whole thing this guy's giving the monologue about you know his experience and they just could have been such an interesting movie <laughs> um, yeah but instead we get i don't know chris you want to show the the one of the shark attack clips yeah so they've all fallen off the boat they found whatever these square rectangle foam things are that are, i guess are life rafts and there's only four for the whole <laughs> ship 
Uh, and, uh, you know, this is just a clip of, of one of the people get it. One of the shark deaths of the film. Excellent. Ugh, I told you, not in the raft, shit bird. That is that really how sharks attack? <laughs> the shark got like a little extra flavor on that meal. Because um, the puke came yeah. in first. Come on. So like, yeah, gross. What what I screamed at the movie was, or at the TV screen was when like so they're all like floating in the water and then the standish was like everyone out of the rafts. The rafts are for officers and the oh engine. yeah everyone float. And then they're like, shark, everyone in the rafts. And I was like, wait, <laughs> if everyone could fit in the rafts, what the hell were you doing in the water? Why didn't they tie all the rafts together to make <laughs> one fucking flotilla? I don't, it would make them more visible. Like there were only advantages to doing that and they didn't do it. Ugh. Here's, here's what I don't want to make sure we don't gloss over. And I have a bunch of questions about it, but it is, uh, there's a, a prominent scene in which a man is holding his own foot. <laughs> and, and they come back to it a few times. He's still holding onto the foot. Unfortunately, when he does ultimately die, they throw him overboard. They don't do it with his, <laughs> but here's the thing. If, if he lost the foot from a shark, obviously the shark would have the foot. So right. how did he how lose? Does he have... How does he have his foot? That's a <laughs> great question. Off? Did he get like chopped while on his like jump off? Oh, because there because there were like there were times where they were all like just jumping into the ocean and like yeah. just jumping off the top of the ship. And I was like, how are they even getting the water and not just splattering in the bottom of the ship from that angle? I think but yeah, I oh, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I they were like hanging like that, and they were just clear, yeah. they were clearly like right above the deck. Yeah. <laughs> I think Anthony's exactly. right. I think it probably happened during the escape from the boat and not from a shark. Yeah, is what okay. Which, by the, way, the chaos, the escape, he still managed back. to find it and hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's his foot. And he's dude. like, I'm never letting it go. It's like my teddy bear. Yeah, <laughs> they, hey, no, they, can, they can reattach it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks fine. It looks fine. Yeah. Um, what about, can we just talk about the, the jail cell scene? Yes. Yes. Because that was like three stooges level. I laughed out loud to, to summarize it up. Um, one man is in a jail cell. Another man goes back to unlock him while the ship is flooding. He finds the keys underwater, comes back up, unlocks the hatch, opens the door and then the ship violently shakes. They both fall back into the jail cell, and then the door shuts behind them, and they go, we're locked in! Oh, no! Which, but, like, they don't know that, they, that that happened. So why did they feel the need to do that? But also, they're not locked in. They could just easily reach through the thing, because it's yeah. open, anymore. yeah. They already yeah. unlocked it, yeah. <laughs> They've already unlocked the cage. It's not a um, nice. It's not a true lock, like you said. It's just a bar that went down. You just lift it back up. But it's a good. It's a good lesson. It's never go back for your fellow man. That's what it, this movie taught me. Right, especially if he's the asshole from the first hour of the movie. I wish they had died there, but unfortunately, they did get blown out the back uh, by like you know the ship breaking in half or getting hit by another torpedo. The ship ex like ripped in half right where they were. Yeah. Like, the line was <laughs> oh sweet. <laughs> Oh, that's lucky. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> and the, 
Well, let's talk before we get to. All right, so before all this happens, too, Nick Cage falls off the boat to the only life raft, and no one else is in sight. <laughs> and he's like, hello. Oh, no, and he's like, alone. What about Paul? Huh? What about Paul? Who's Paul? Who's Paul? Paul was in sight. Paul was the dead dude that floated by him, and he goes, "Paul, <laughs> Paul, oh yeah." Except for and then he just Paul, sends him on his way because Paul's dead. <laughs> and like, I feel like this is history because I feel like what this is is a, is um, a historical recount not playing out in reality. Because he's like, the captain was like, "Yeah, I fell off the boat when no one else was around me." But reality, like you know, what was he doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I was the first one to the life raft. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Weird, I, I just got blown off the boat, randomly landed on an open life raft. Yeah, I was blown. So clear. crazy, right? <laughs> four days of supplies with me. I don't know how it happened. Because <laughs> he had four days yeah. of supplies too, which was hmm, interesting. Cap. Life is so funny sometimes, you know. <laughs> oh do you remember? God. Do you remember the scene where one officer is standing on top of the raft and he goes, "This is not safe." <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of shark-infested waters, after we've watched several people <laughs> be just absolutely mauled. With with uh, the Tom Sizemore stuff where he's holding his foot, you know, mm-hmm. there's a few things with that that are like, you know, they're just like <clears throat> over the top, right? One, he holds it real close to his face. He yeah, he's it. not gonna it's start like there. You're like in frame all the time, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like, why? Like, what's going on there? Like, even even if your foot did get chopped off, first instinct was like, put it on ice. I don't know. You don't like hold mm-hmm. it like this. Like, what? Why was he yeah. doing it? Was he gonna eat it eventually? I guess if I had my foot blown off. Maybe I would just hold on to it, right? I'd probably keep it, it, you know, just in case. It's, yeah. it's so, it, there's such a finality to just like letting it go. It's like, yeah. well, it's still a part of me. I like, so uh, I watched this with my girlfriend, Laura, and she, she said the following, which I had to write down, which is that uh, I, it's like Nick Cage didn't have to get into shape at all to play a military officer. He just looks like shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's been in movies since then, like Mandy, where he's clearly like ripped. He's got like old man strength. He looks yeah. good. Like in this movie, he was just like doughy. It looked bad. Phone it in. Yeah. They're like, you, they're like Nick, you have 30 lines. <laughs> I, I have yet to like dig into this, but I did want to try to, to chart his weight. Because there's a couple of VOD movies, like I think he had a bottoming out in terms of those mm-hmm. VODs, and there's one where he's a cop where he's a straight up fat man, like he's very overweight. Mm. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm I don't know if maybe maybe he got in that shape for the role or in like this is on the way down again or I don't know, but like well, I'd like well to Chris, see, like, we uh, we'll actually be able to pinpoint this in time because their next week's movie is from 2017, so uh, we can see sort of where he's at a year later. Uh, next week's movie being Mom and Dad, where in the preview he doesn't. He Wait, looks this like... was in 2016. Sure was. Doesn't it feel a lot earlier? Oh like this God. was like a. <laughs> yeah. Aside a from Nick film. Cage's age, I would say this movie was made in 2003. Yeah, right. That's exactly when I was like feeling it. No, was like post 9 11. Oh, this movie was made in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought you were talking about the mom and dad movie. No. I, I would have guessed 2007. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right. this movie was made in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, back to Tom Sizemore with the foot. Okay, this guy's in tremendous pain. He's had his foot blown off. They have a limited amount of morphine. So how do you finally put him at ease? Well, you inject Mandela Van Peebles in his horny-ass wet novel, and you just get him yes. revved up. Yes. I was like, he's missing his foot, but he's still horny. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't had too much blood loss. Redirect yeah. that blood flow in the yeah, pain. Exactly. <laughs> What was the oh. line he like read? He's like wearing her dress, and then he like interrupts. He's like, "Wait, tight dress or what?" And you're like, "Dude, <laughs> oh, really you were barely, dress. you know, you know that's <laughs> it's that. like you were barely holding it together. Like a minute from now, you're gonna be screaming, "No angels, don't take me!" <laughs> and yet, right now, you're like still fine enough to do that. But you know that that was his real poetry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like Mario's like. Put your poetry in, son. The world needs to hear it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Do it. This is a good opportunity for you to showcase your talents. Yeah. Also, how can he read at night? It was pitch black, and none of them had flashlights, and he's still reading from the book. So Give this book that has, again, been in, been in the literal ocean. Like, yeah. I think like if I was, drop a book in a tub, I might get gone. Yeah. And it was with, like, 1940s pens. Like, you think that isn't, like, sp- split and spilling everywhere on the page? <laughs> so so this actually brings us kind of to sort of the like life on the ocean montage like they have that they've been you know they, they're periodically getting eaten by sharks sort of at random moments but they're also <laughs> you know having some fun they uh we've got we've got a, a guy playing the harmonica i have killed harmonica guy i have drowned harmonica guy <laughs> we oh got a, a amazing grace sing-along yeah. At some point. That, that was more far-fetched to me than the harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's what we're going to sing, really? <laughs> Classic Patriot pictures. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we have my favorite part, which Chris has a clip of. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anthony's got it. Where a guy <laughs> carves a piano out of the side of a lifeboat. And plays and the soundtrack. Plays the saddest. Yeah, right. I was like, dude, play something happier. <laughs> This is how you play the piano, guys. Look, by the way, with several fingers. Yeah, right. Two fingers at a time. Like a seven-year-old typing. Is that going to destroy the structural integrity of the raft, though? If those things get wet, does it go down on that side? <laughs> That'd be fun. I don't know. But also, like, was it worth it? What yes. piano... I'm going to see if I can pause it at the right moment. What piano has... Like, what kind of keys... Is this piano? It looks like like those keys are like three. And he carved this himself. I think it's an organ. It's, oh, good. That's actually a good point. The keys are very thick. Yeah, I think it's multiple levels. Oh, so he yeah, right. did he carve himself foot pedal? <laughs> well, he's got his feet dangling. You can see right here, and there's a shark right there next to him. So basically, he's. I didn't even see the shark. That's yeah, so there's funny. a shark there, and his feet. You can clearly see his feet dangling below, and the shark is uninterested in his. His feet dangling below. So, yeah. <laughs> That's how to pass the time on the sea. Do you guys have any other uh, thoughts before we get to the rescue? Uh, well, yeah, there was the old, yeah, yeah, there was one, there was one Nick Cage moment, and it's right after uh, Sizemore dies where they cast him off. Then Nick Cage sobs for like 10 seconds, stops crying. And then says himself, it's okay. <laughs> Before anyone else can say anything. 
The fleet's coming. Okay, I I have to note that uh, our favorite guy is Antonio, you know, the, the Canadian European white nationalist. So he gets attacked by the shark, right? The shark bites his leg, yeah. and then. He just dies really quickly. I would say maybe two minutes after getting bit on the leg. And it's like, listen. out or something? I don't know what these guys have been through, but it just seems to me like a bite to the leg <laughs> would not kill you in two minutes. I guess if it got an artery, you could bleed out. Do you have arteries in your calf? There's the, not... The, I think it's the femoral. Is it not the femoral artery? What, there's the femoral a, artery. It's an artery. That I got a. I got a. What's it called? Once a. Uh, and I, the I, thing where they go in with the, a, a catheter um, camera or whatever through his bro. artery, right? And I have a, You have an artery that goes down into your leg. So. Mm. So that's probably what D'Antonio got, and it just killed him right away. But they could. I, I just feel like he gave up. You know, that's what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yeah. right. He didn't There's deserve also, Clara. We're not exactly. I guess, like this he guy had did. an excuse about it, but um, there was a sailor who had literal blackface on. Yes, thank you. I yes, yes. Down, thank One you. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if it's oil, like it could be oil. But why is it just one guy yeah. who just not wait to just shove his face in oil? I think it was like the soot. They were trying to do like the explosion, but it was so caked on there. It was like they just wanted to put a guy in black. Face. Going and it back, wasn't like all over his body. It was just his no, face. It was just localized. Yep. Right. yep. It was very weird. Yeah. Like I said, the, the racial politics of this movie are pretty unforgivable. That was one of the people that worked on the film who came from something else. And didn't have yeah. time to get into makeup, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then there's the one, there's the one scene where it's just like, yeah, sure, let's just tackle religion too. They leaned into the religion angle pretty heavily. Who's the only guy that was most celebrated? The chaplain, right? Mm. And then he blessed them all, and then he blessed mm -hmm. himself. I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I was sensitive to these things because I knew it was Patriot pictures, but I was just like, what's, what are they trying to do here? Yeah, <laughs> you had your guard up. Yeah. <laughs> I also this was probably short sighted of me, but when the when the Chiron comes on and it goes like day four, I was like, it's only been four fucking days. <laughs> like I would have thought they were at sea for like weeks, the way that like they looked and were acting. But I mean, maybe the same thing. Floating. Yeah. I mean, okay. four four it, days with no water being surrounded by it's, sharks. It's the water, right? Direct it's no water. sun. It's. I, I think we would all look pretty similar after four days. Yeah, were they like Especially straight after up having just fallen off a boat too? Yeah. Like you're not like just walking onto the water. Yeah, you, you weren't you, prepped for. <laughs> yeah, right. I I have one last thing, which is when that guy is like, "Oh, we're gonna go venture out to the island, right? I need I need some guys to come with me," and then he's like. People, some people start to like lean forward to volunteer, and he's like, obviously no bleeders. And then a guy with a big stump of his arm kind of like dejectedly falls back. Aww. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize not having my arm would prevent <laughs> me from coming, me. going on the, the fun mission. <laughs> if I had known, I probably wouldn't have let the shark eat my arm. <laughs> the oh, wait, so Garrison just goes blind. Yeah. Just yeah. Now, is that he's on blind now? I think you yeah. you can go blind from drinking oh. seawater. Oh. It could be from the explosion or the the sun. It was like three days later. The sun the sun makes more sense than the explosion. Yeah, maybe it's like a sometimes temporary. it just happens. 
like a snowblind situation. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the part with the oh god oh I had to, uh, oh yeah the thing that screwed with me is a forty million dollar budget right Meg? Yes. So they had these scenes in the water, which is like an hour of the film, and you could tell they only had like three or four of those fucking raft props. I think that's what that's why those scenes were so small and only had like a you know. 10 people max is like they didn't have enough of those props to really make it realistic <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, yeah. they had to save the money for all the cigars they smoked in the True. in the ship. Because it was like 800 something, 800 and change people survived this the wreck, right? Right. There'd be like a field was, of people. There was like yeah. three dozen people that we saw. Yeah. If that. Like right. I would say 18 maximum. Yeah. <laughs> like really. Like that was such so, such a you know you think there's like people thrashing in the water that never happened it's just guys woke up everyone's dead already floating around it's like there's nobody there's no one like you know you know it's just uh i skipped ahead yeah all right speaking of skipping ahead let's get let's get out of the water we're, we're yeah. getting rescued by thomas jane there's a boat i mean a, a plane and it lands in the water and they all they all hang out on the wings to get some relief from the sharks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a while and uh, then they all get rescued. That was pretty straightforward. Thomas right? James was my favorite in the movie. Oh, he was the best. What did he say when he came out? This is a class A clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> Another of these lines that seemed to have been more spoken about the movie itself. Yeah. Than the yeah. Scene. <laughs> also, like, uh, never been uttered until 19, like, 2003, the words clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, Thomas Jane's second movie with Nick Cage. I know Chris knows the other one. Do you guys know the, the other one? I, I read it, so I don't oh, want to okay. spoil it. It's uh, Face Off. He was a character from the prison in Face Off. Oh, wow. He was the one he hits with the tray. He had like long ah. hair in that, too. Um, so we're, we're off the boat. Everybody seems totally fine. We're back at the Napa Valley mansion. You know, it was a a lot of like resolution of the love story, which I do not care about. Yeah, yeah. The dude sobs <laughs> about the ring. We're like, I don't even, I don't give a shit about you, dude. Next scene, ship on the ring. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, and uh, then I'm we get to real, the trial. I'm a special kind of screwed up, or what does he say? I forget. Yeah, I was. Yeah, oh god, so bad. And he's like, there, there, give me the ring, please. Yeah, <laughs> that he's ring. Seem like gonna go unaffected. propose to my. Yeah. But that ring is it's so stupid because he proposes to the girl and she keeps that ring from the other guy but then he gives her another ring. So she wears the ring from the guy from D'Antonio on a chain around her neck and wears another wedding ring oh, on her finger. I didn't see that. And it's like yeah, so and she- then, Do you remember from the proposal what he said to her? He said, "You don't have to love me. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't have to love me back or whatever." Yeah, it's like, yeah, but I, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna raise that baby. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is an awful proposal." <laughs> Just, let me hump you sometimes. You don't have to love me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna raise that baby whether you like it or not. Yeah, and then it's like they knew that that was like a weird, like cuckold storyline. So they had a party later, and somebody kind of called out from the point of view of the audience, like, "Wait, so he's raising Antonio's baby?" And then the guy, <laughs> and then a guy just came out and was like, "Yeah, you got a problem with that?" And that is kind of how we're supposed to deal with. It. <laughs> I mean, this is the exact same plot line of, of I think it was Josh Hartnett and uh, and Ben Affleck from the movie Pearl Harbor, by the way. 
Really? Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, his girlfriend's pregnant back home. One of them dies. Like, it's like I'm gonna raise your son. That's exactly what happens in that movie. Oh my god. Yeah, but did he propose? I'm sure there's something. I don't remember that fucking shit. <laughs> that movie. I want that movie out of my head. Well, all right. Well, coming up is what I for me was the best part of the movie, which is when uh, Nick Cage, the captain, gets uh, notified that he's being sued. And he's wearing the ugliest sweater I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and his smoke show wife. Smoke show of a wife. Oh, she's 30 so years hot. younger than yeah. him. His, his wife was I, born in 1984. She is a full 20 years younger than Younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I did not believe for a second that she loved to fish, <laughs> which was what he had mentioned earlier <laughs> in the movie and when like, he's fishing with his wedding ring. And like his, so his wife, right? He says later on, I lost my sweet, whatever. Like she died Louise. before him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, so Louise just dead now too? That happened in real life though. She did die of cancer years before. Oh, it's cancer. Uh, I'm thinking old age. Never mind. No. Oh, no, she's younger. No, no. I was just talking about how they were like, oh, like movie's done. And then it's like, oh, by the way, let's just skip ahead, you know, however many years. And just also, she's dead. Yeah. I'm just not going to. I think before... Chris, this goes back to you being like, yeah, they were too close to the story. They felt like they had to shove every detail possible that they knew. You're like, they're telling this just for the people who went through it just to make them a movie. And they're like, oh, I remember this part when this happened. <laughs> I remember that guy. That's D'Antonio. <laughs> I do not think D'Antonio and Bama are real people. I think they just, I wish they were, but I think they Me just too. made these people up. Uh, the, the interviews at the end. Did you guys watch, stick around to watch the interviews at the end? That was much more interesting than the rest oh, okay. of the movie. Right, well, let's, let's get to the crime drama. Yeah, the, okay. the court drama. Yeah. <laughs> the court drama, we get, we get a surprise visit from the commander of the Japanese sub. Who yeah, big get. Yeah, big get. <laughs> big get. But they give it. The they add. They basically are trying to get him to testify that Nicolas Cage, you know, made the wrong choice in terms of not zigzagging the yeah. battleship. I don't Hilarious know. Hilarious that the case defended on a word like zigzagging. I, yeah. zig, zigzag is a ridiculous word for a court martial. Are my exact <laughs> no words. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Anthony, we gotta stop hanging out so much. <laughs> Literally, like, but, then, but then the uh, the the Japanese uh, sub commander decides that he's gonna testify, sort of in favor of uh, mm. a Cage. Which it all hinges on whether they fired chitons or not, which they didn't. But Nick Cage thought they were going to. I don't know, but the, he's yeah. found guilty. Uh, and we get this amazing scene after that, which Chris Chris has a clip of of oh, the confrontation God. between mm. the not really confrontation the conversation between the, the Japanese sub commander and Nick Cage's character. This was the only good scene of the movie. <laughs> this is probably as a human being, I would never be able to maintain eye contact and cry with an as another man did the exact same thing. So yeah. this is a challenge. That's, that's acting. I too did my duty. Let's see in the video. Oh, there we go. But as a man, I find no honor in it. <laughs> 
I got full idea how things would be if I had stopped you before you completed your mission. No blinking. He's blinking. We have learned to forgive each other as former adversaries. Beautiful. Perhaps one day we can forgive ourselves as men. I didn't get the part where they kiss. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. You probably shouldn't salute the Japanese like two days after yeah. World War II. Right? I don't know. He <laughs> just he just killed like sixteen hundred of your guys. Like, I yeah, right. Whatever. I did think it was super unprofessional though that when uh, Nick Cage was testifying, the prosecutor cried. Like, act like you've been there before, dude. Yeah. <laughs> act like yeah. you heard the story of what happened once oh, yeah right and then it showed like a shark like booped nick cage in the shoulder after he was blown off the ship did you see that yeah i remember that yeah yeah like oh man this was this was a real nick cage movie he would have punched that shark in the goddamn face but yeah i really thought he was gonna punch a shark he didn't punch a shark he didn't punch no a shark, shark punches so, so uh, we 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 end up at the very last scene of the movie where Cage just shoots himself in the head, and that is yeah. how the movie ends. That was rough. I, I, it's rough to think that's what the actually happened to this guy. That's true. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I just wrote "what the fuck" in all caps because that really caught me off guard. But wrote, again, that's really what happened. I wrote "boo" in, in my notes, but then I remembered like, oh, like I guess if that is what happened. They yeah. had to show that, but like they did, I don't think that had to. I don't think it had to be the ending of the movie as well. Well, did you guys know that he was pardoned by Bill Clinton? Finally, it's so that, yeah, yeah, right. Just oh, in time. Yeah, Bill yeah. Clinton, notorious good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just yeah, like if it was just even text that came up that said he took his own life two years later, right, that'd have been great. Right. Instead of like a close, a zoom in, yeah. like what the hell? Yeah. Oh my God. Also, man, that's like the messiest thing to do to a house. I think <laughs> like there are nicer. Anyway. I, in re- in uh, a nice little- Napa Valley house. Yeah. Real life story. He uh, killed himself on the front yard. Oof. Sorry. Oh, just another was- inaccuracy. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, this is a dark tale. Oh, somebody with the IMDb page. Somebody went through and did a real deep dive on the uh, fact checking here. So, these poor guys got screwed by the U.S. government so hard. Oh my God, what a terrible, terrible. And like, I guess if the movie had been better, I would have not really thought about it as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's uh, let's 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 move on and uh, see. Oh, I had, that one? Right, I had some clips, a, do- a clip from oh, this wait. documentary. Yes. You guys want to watch that right now? Sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. The first part is a little bit from Mario Van Peebles. Second part is from Cage. The whole thing is great. I would recommend fast forward watching through it. It's only 30 minutes long. Uh, there's a lot of good Cage stuff in there. Creatively, now, who do we want to do it with? Always been a fan of Nick Cage. Nick Cage and I acted together in Cotton Club. I had a little teeny role. He had a much bigger role. And I'd been wanting to work again with Nick for a while. And Richard Riannis talked to me about his experience working with Nick and how he thought Nick would be right for the captain. I sort of got it right away because he's got that sense of command. He's also got this wicked sense of humor. 
He's also super professional and on, on, on the ball that way. This is Andrew. How do you do, Andrew? Very happy to meet you. Well, Nick Cage has navigated this, and it's not by luck. Uh, he's been around and he's paid his dues and, and like me, you know, he's still in the game and we're like, this is the one. One of my dreams or my first love is the ocean. And my dream has always been to do a movie that took place at sea and I haven't been able to get that to happen yet. I almost did a picture with Ron Howard called The Sea Wolf, that didn't work out. I almost <laughs> did uh, The Perfect Storm, that didn't work out. So I was like, I'm really frustrated. You know, I wanna, I, I wanna play Captain Nemo in 20,000 thousand leagues under the sea i've got to get on the water and richard said well it just so happens i have a script so yeah it's a great documentary that is so funny where did he's you like, find he's him? he's paid YouTube. his dues it's like around. dude he's he's currently paying his dues with this movie yeah <laughs> i feel like that was definitely filmed before it was released and finished yeah, Chris, you said that when you watched the documentary, you just felt kind of sad because everyone was so enthusiastic about this movie. Yeah, everybody was super enthusiastic, and they all were like, we're just trying to honor the memory of all these people. I'm like, oh, man. these poor It's like when you make a normal shitty movie, you don't offend a generation of heroes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there, was a, there was a comment in the YouTube comments for the trailer that said, this deserved to be a Tom Hanks movie with honor. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, I feel like a lot of times we talk about sort of who else could have played this role. Um, and a lot of times uh, it's like, you know, oh, this could have been a John Travolta movie or whatever. But like, you're right. This feels like it was a Tom Hanks movie that Nicolas Cage got, which is a rare one. It's yeah. very rare that you're like, this Nicolas Cage part could have been played by Tom Hanks. Honestly, yeah. I feel like it could have been like anybody. Totally. It was such a nondescript role. Like they didn't yeah. let him cage out at all. Like it could have, it could have been any, you know, vanilla ass actor. The cage remained locked. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Did you guys want to talk about the uh, interviews at the end at all? Yeah, yeah. Tell right, what are your thoughts on those? Okay, so there was just one. It was the last. It was how they chose to end the film, and it was just one of the survivors, and he just goes, uh, "You know, I'll never like sharks after what they did to my friends. I think they're just horrible." <laughs> and it's like, why do we include that? Of course, this guy doesn't like sharks. It's, <laughs> I get it. We get yeah. it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes sense. It, yeah, <laughs> if they'd were... eaten like 800 of my friends, I'd probably be like, yeah, sharks suck too. <laughs> the things they were saying too were like so weird. Like, what are the guys, wasn't he like, yeah, there were so many sharks and I, I saw a lot of people get eaten out there. It was crazy. Like, they, they were saying yeah. things like that. Like, yeah. Like, down and she's like, <laughs> hundreds of sharks. Crazy. I just think they're horrible. They're horrible yeah. animals. <laughs> Way too chill about it. Like, you expect, like, yeah. Like, you expect the, the speech from Jaws, but you don't get that. You get. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the dude who still holds a grudge against yeah. sharks. <laughs> but it's like he's describing him the same way you would describe like your neighbors, right? Or yeah. like, or like I junk just mail. Prove of what they're doing. Yeah. It's like I know some people like them. Yeah. Not me. Like, like MTV. Like ah, I just think MTV is horrible. <laughs> you know his wife's like, you gotta let go of this hate of, of sharks, so we can go to the aquarium, <laughs> go see them. I try to, but I tell her, I just think they're horrible. I won't even eat goldfish this, to this day. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. All right, I do well. like the gummy sharks, though. Because <laughs> I get right to eat them. Their heads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
<laughs> All right, guys, let's let's go play bingo now. I think it's time. Yeah, it's for some you have bingo. a brand new bingo card. You're gonna probably want to like uh, pin this on Zoom so you can read it. Uh, we got a lot of stuff on here, uh, so <laughs> I say just uh, see what you see here and let's see what we can get off of here. I mean, clearly either doesn't smoke or smoking is gonna get one of us, right? Yeah, he doesn't smoke in this one, which is amazing. Because uh, yeah, wow, smoking. no cigars or anything. This is the hmm. first movie I've seen of all these we've watched that he's not smoking. Where is yeah. that on here? I can't see it for some. It's a uh, middle bottom ish. Ah, uh, thank you. Doesn't smoke. That's one. Boom. Okay. Uh, uh he dies. Yeah. He dies. He does die. And he doesn't see a therapist, which he probably should have. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have gotten the he dies one. So, so he. I. I don't know if we. Uh, th this. This one non-native English speaking love interest was sh uh, suggested to us by Adi Heller, who has seen every single Nicolas Cage movie as a common. Uh, <laughs> theme um i do know that the actress who plays his wife is polish uh so i don't know if we want to count that chris or if that's it's not enough of a love interest uh, i have to imagine it's it's the character yeah because she she yeah she doesn't appear to be polish um, does he do manual labor i know i mean he paddles yeah i feel like I feel like his attention for that is like digging a hole or. Okay. Okay. All I right. can't believe we didn't get underwater scuba propeller. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Wow. That's so th a very this this one, one I, I I know I say this every time is has appeared in multiple Nicolas Cage movies that we've seen and I think we maybe have gotten too specific with that one. It may never happen again, but if it does, it's gonna be so worth it. It's gonna be so worth it. <laughs> Um, so I think that's it. I think we just got doesn't smoke and he dies, right? Like yeah. I'm not wow. saying unless he participates there... in singing of amazing grace. Right. Oh shit. I don't know. In which case that. that might be a double for cultural appropriation. <laughs> Does he punch anyone? No. Ooh. God. No, this Nick Cage movie sucked. It was a flat ass. <laughs> that's what we're saying. Movie. It could have been a Tom Hanks <laughs> yeah. movie. Where's right. your Tom Hanks bingo card? Yeah. This is like stand wistfully in the. All you need someone. All you need is someone to not smoke and die. Like anyone can do that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get more interesting ones next uh, week. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do. A, we got a couple little trivia facts here about the movie. Uh, this is, trivia is fairly not exciting for this one. Uh, Chris, Chris, was there a sound cue there that didn't show up? Oh, you guys didn't hear it. No. Oh, whatever. It's fine. Um, Interesting. I heard. Uh, it. Here's here's a little trivia. Uh, Nicholas Cage and Thomas Jane were both married to Patricia Arquette, which oh. I did not know. We've talked about Patricia Arquette a little bit. And on they this. just keep bopping in movies together too. Yeah, and it can't escape the other. Uh, and also, Thomas Jane was in Deep Blue Sea, which is another shark attack movie. Here's another one. Uh, the guy, do you guys remember the guy who lost his arm? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, the grand, the grandson of an actual guy who lost his arm in the sinking of the USS Indianapolis. So he was playing his grandfather. But did he oh. only have one arm or was that fake? 
No, he was he was fake. He had a fake arm loss. Oh, because some of those guys, like one of those dudes who had one leg, almost. You know what? No, I'm I'm wrong. Never mind. I thought they were using actual amputees, but I'm totally wrong. I think it would be pretty. Also, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that that guy wore his grandfather's dog tags in the movie as well. Yeah. Wow. wow. I think there were actually multiple people in this production that were descendants of people from the USS Indianapolis. That just like, hurts well, my heart. This is way cheaper than hiring actors. That's so sad because some people believed so much in this movie. Oh. It, it's it is pretty sad. Uh, uh, okay, the sharks. Uh, they so we saw a lot of great white sharks. Uh, the actual sharks that attacked these people were white tip and tiger sharks. They weren't white. They weren't great white sharks. sharks. Yeah. They just, oh my god, that was the whole thing. Sharks. Yeah, they were all great white sharks. <laughs> they just had to they use the whole Apparently, great white sharks don't uh, hang out this far away from shore, so there was just no. Uh... There's no way that would have been the case. Yeah, oh, yeah it's so hard into the shark and then fuck up the shark. Oh the shark is a big part of the movie. Uh, and that's about it. So uh, let's rank this movie, guys. All right. This is where we get. you'll see it's a it's like a multi multi component thing so we'll guide you through the whole process so let's uh go over to the ranking page i don't know if you guys can see it at all but um so this is all scale of one to ten you guys will each give individual scores um and we will talk you through it so the first category is um cast so this is just sort of like how excited are you by the cast in this movie? Like, are you a huge uh, Thomas Jane fan? And that, you know, gives you a couple points. Uh, and uh, it's just out of 10. I mean, I uh, I think we can just sort of, for these, we can just sort of popcorn because I think we'll, we'll all want to mm. think about it a little bit. Um, well, I'll go first. I'll oh, no, you yeah. go. Ahead. You go. Okay, I am going to give it a zero because I don't think most of the people in this movie were professional actors. <laughs> I think they had like three actors and then they went to Alabama and they said, okay, what do we got? <laughs> and I will give it a two because of Thomas Jane. Anthony, I am right there with you. Punisher, the expanse. He, when he showed up, I loved it. He did a good job too for Thomas Jane. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to stick with the two. I like that. All right. Next one, acting. So this is how good, and it's not Nick Cage specific, just overall acting. Overall acting. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we will go into Nick Cage's performance a little bit on the next ranking thing. Um, okay. How how good was the acting in this movie? <laughs> I'm going to give it a one, personally, if we're popcorning, because I thought it was hot garbage. <laughs> and that one goes entirely to the commander of the Japanese ship. Yeah, right. One for one good scene. Yeah. <laughs> give it one point for every I give it, I give it a point for every good scene this movie had. I mean, I gave a zero for the actors, so I'm gonna give a zero for the acting. I, I couldn't <laughs> I can't understand what they're saying most of the time. Right. I would say I, I understood I subtitles on fifty percent of the lines because the line delivery was so bad. Yeah. 
All right, what do you got, Anthony? Is that, is uh, that I'll, a one? I'll officially give it a one, yeah. Okay. I'm also going to give it a one just for... But it, it's exactly like you said, Will. Like, the emotion behind the lines they were saying was incongruent, so it was like you didn't expect them to be saying what they were saying, and then they were so poorly delivered that, like, you couldn't understand what they are saying anyway. It was, it was, it was a nightmare. <laughs> All right. On a scale of uh, zero to ten, how fun was this movie? Fun, like, ten being, like, a face-off and zero being, like, leaving Las Vegas. Like this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so this is where I go zero because <laughs> I had no fun. And I think there were lots of points that was supposed to be fun, and it was not fun. Like the the dance scene was ridiculous and stupid. This is like like not even campy. It wasn't. It was just right. dumb. Right. Like I wish I could enjoy. Like I even wish that like the shark attacks could have been fun, and they weren't. There was no suspense, kind of, by the way. They yeah, never had like, like a, a build up the, to a shark attack. They would just be in the middle of a shitty scene, and then a guy <laughs> would just disappear. Yeah. No fun. And you didn't care about who died. You were like, oh, that guy no. died. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't remember his name anyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, good, one less guy I have to <laughs> keep track yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, I'll go zero as well. I uh, <laughs> this this was such a joyless film. It was like, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, with most bad point. Nick <laughs> Nick Cage movies, you could, you know, you know, take fun in how stupid it is. This was like just it was just awful to watch. Yeah, I agree. This was not a good hate watch. I'm going to give it zero also. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give it a little bit higher. I, I, I you know, two for me. I, I did enjoy a lot of the like weird shark attack people floating on the ocean, like the guy with the leg, you know, the guy playing mm -hmm. the piano. Like I thought it was weird enough to keep me engaged during that section of the movie. The rest of it, not so much. All right, mm -hmm. next one, technical. This is like costume sets, CGI, uh, soundtrack, anything in that all, all combined together. So when I'm thinking of the technical, I have only poor memories of this. Um, not poor as in I can't remember. I mean, poor as in I remember them, and they were all very poor. There was <laughs> like there was when the Japanese commander is uh, remembering the moment when he fired off the torpedoes, and it zooms into his eye, and you see yep. the battleship in his eye, and you're like, "What are you doing? Why?" <laughs> Zero. Oh, zero. I, the ships. The ships looked like like the Star Wars intro, but like yep. space balls. Yeah. I just. It was. So it, 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 it's the worst special effects I've ever seen in in probably any movie, and that includes kind of like the knockoff sci-fi movies and stuff I, I've seen. It's, it's truly an embarrassment of visual production. Zero. <laughs> and the fact that it took place in 2016, which blows my mind. Yeah. I thought it looked dated for 2007, and it was made 11 years after that. <laughs> or, sorry, nine years. Nine after years. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to. I'm going to give it a one, just because of all the practical. They actually filmed on big ships, and like that engine room was in was like a real engine room. I mean, they sank the real airplane that they had. <laughs> like they, they like in the movies. <laughs> we'll give them a point for that. Well, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the sub the japanese sub was less than a closet that set everybody was standing on the bridge with the captain did you notice that like 
like oh, yeah. they're all like just standing around the guy with the periscope and he's like where am i where are my missile people oh they're right here the whole boat they were just in nick cage's trailer they're yeah. just like oh shit <laughs> we gotta filter paint the walls black make a red light at the ceiling and that's it so yeah one for me I'm going to do a one, and the one is only because I didn't find the sharks distractingly CGI. I thought the sharks were realistic enough that I wasn't bothered by it. Everything else was terrible. All they right. were fine when they were just swimming around, but the attacks were... They, they were fast enough that I wasn't like, I wasn't like, that's the worst shark attack I've ever seen. It was fine. Okay. I, overall, um, Will, are you going to give it a perfect zero here? What's the last category? Oh, it's just overall. Overall, uh, I'll save mine for last. You guys can all go ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> Overall, I guess I have to give it a one. I'm good. Because I'm glad I learned something about what happened, though I can't be sure that it's true. <laughs> uh, I will also give it a one because uh, it's a movie that made me think about something and now I'm like, well, I actually want to look this up and see how screwed these people actually got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a one for me too. Okay, uh, suspense is over. I'm gonna give it a zero. Uh, <laughs> wow, a un Unironically, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing a bit here. I'm not just, oh, ha, ha, it's terrible. This is, without a doubt, the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, bonus right. points. Yeah, so this this is just a, a, a la the last section is you can either award or take away a single bonus point for something in particular you liked or disliked about the movie, like a scene you liked or a... I mean, minus, you can take away a point for me and just fucking pick one. Like, it, there's so many reasons to take away a point. Um, there's no way I'm gonna give it. Like I feel like I feel like giving this movie a one was generous. <laughs> so knowing that I have a, the ability to take one away in the bonus section makes me feel better about the rest <laughs> of my rankings. Uh, I'm gonna give it a point for Tom Sizemore's leg. <laughs> Meg, what you thinking? I'm, or Will? Yeah, go ahead. No, you know, I, I, I don't I'm, have one yet. I'm gonna take away a point because. I already thought that the uh, like writer guy storyline is the dumbest, most ham-fisted storyline I've ever seen injected into a movie. And then to learn during this podcast that he's the son of the director only <laughs> makes it the most, the more, more the most offensive storyline I've ever had to follow. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to add a point. I know. I, I think I didn't hate this movie as much as you guys did, though I certainly didn't like it. But I did think the scene with the two captains meeting at the end was well done. Um, well, even if it's a little bit on the nose. <laughs> mm. yeah, that but, was the, I gave him I gave him that point for the acting. And yeah, you were you were like yeah. I've already. Oh wait, I already gave a point for that. Fuck. Um, uh, I want to. Uh, my my point. I'm 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 taking away a point for the piano. I don't like the piano. Oh, you're taking away a point now. Yeah, I changed Woo! it because Anthony had a good point. I already gave them a point for the acting. Wow. All right. The piano that, thing that was, was, that was my rationale as well. All right, All right guys. Well, I think what you got, Chris. Oh no, what you say? I was gonna say I think we might have our new bottom movie. I was I don't gonna say we're... like this is like bottom, but like it's making like a clang sound. 
bottom. Yeah. Like, nice. <laughs> good. Bottom. As well it should. The fact yeah. that it's 17% on Rotten Tomatoes is 17 percentage points too high. This, I mean, this yeah, better it's, go down. It's all the way to worse the bottom. than the USS Indianapolis. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, too soon. Wow. If, if, we're, if we're doing bits, uh, we, Laura and I did have the, the bit that it was the unlimited shark shark Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> And we called the USS Underhill the first ship that tried to do this uh, mission and failed. The USS Underwater. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to give you guys a little context about, because I know these rankings are, you know, you just see where they are relative to each other. But so we gave that one 12 points. Uh, The next highest one, Jujitsu, is 32 points. This is bad. This is a real, real wow. low. This is like the limbo stick that's going real low. So uh, we'll see. I mean, we got a lot of video on demand stuff coming up, so maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll fill in some of the gap between that. We, we might have All to right. open up like fractions for scores because yeah, just mathematically, it's tough to get lower than a twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we have a comment from the audience from Brendan says a real stinker. I know he didn't actually see this movie, but I just want to say I misread it as a real sinker. Oh, <laughs> and that, that is it is both the real stinker and a real sinker. It works either way. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so now we have our next uh, final portion of the night, which is uh, the cage gauge. The Cage Gauge is a two-axis plot that plots Nick Cage's, specifically his, acting ability versus his trademark Cage craziness in this film. So when I talk about Cage craziness, I don't mean Cage playing someone who's mentally ill. I mean Cage throwing in his crazy screaming, his wacky stuff that he does, just that typical Cage crazy shit. So this is also out of 10. Uh, everybody uh, gives it a score. So let's go with Cage craziness. What would you give this out of 10? Uh Will or Anthony? He didn't do anything. Yeah, I would say I, 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 there's a theme was, for me in grades. It's going to be zero. Yeah, yeah I mean, there were sharks everywhere. It wasn't crazy at all. Does anybody have a? Something. Does no. anybody have a non-zero score for this? Otherwise, we can just move on because I think that's where we're going to end up. All right, so zero yeah. on the crazy cage, crazy zero. All right, zero. How's about his acting ability? Two. Four. Two. Wait, you're yeah, giving him a four? Or two? Ooh. I'm going to give him a four, and Will's going to give him a two. All right. Uh, I will give... I'm going to give him a three, just because I didn't feel anything, but he didn't act not like a captain. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give him a four. I think his acting wasn't bad. It wasn't distracting. It's fine. All right. So this I think, puts I think us- he did the most that he could with his like very short amount of lines. Like when Thomas Jane lands, Nick Cage says, thank you for landing. <laughs> and it was like, okay, Nick Cage is clearly trying to do something with this line because it's the only one of any consequence that he has. I think he could have done more. I don't know. I, I, I how about this? A good act, a better actor could have done more. I think Nick Cage did exactly as much as Nick Cage could have done in this role. But you can't, you can't put Nick Cage in a cage. You have to let him be crazy, or else he just gets exposed. If you want a normal actor, book Tom Hanks. Yeah, I think he was just all the time trying to not act happy because he was on the sea finally, 
and he was just having such a good time. <laughs> Why did Mario Van Peebles highlight his wry sense of humor with literally none of his lines even contained a yeah. semblance of a joke? <laughs> yeah, they, they know that wry sense of humor that we clearly saw. Yeah, didn't take advantage of it at film. all. Now this movie, except if Nick Cage played both the Japanese captain and himself, is <laughs> That would be a great movie. Eight. <laughs> Eight out of ten. All right, so that puts us firmly in the, the shitty quadrant, which is the less crazy bad acting quadrant, a really bad place to be for a cage movie. You don't want to be there. It joins the ranks of such other films as 8mm, National Ugh. Treasure, The Family Man. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds is just on the edge of that one, but it's because he's not very crazy. But it's, he's, oh, you know, I love Gone in 60 yeah. Seconds. I've probably seen I've probably seen Gone in 60 Seconds more than every other Nick Cage movie I've seen combined. But would you agree that he's not very crazy and the acting is right down the middle for that movie? Of course not. I think he's the right amount of crazy and his acting is out of control good. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you guys ever do like another run through with these movies, have me on for. We, we, we have yeah we have done gone in 60 seconds uh it was uh i i feel like he was he was relatively subdued in that movie i think in compare we, we've seen a lot of yeah real if you crazy compare it to like yeah. vampire yeah, if you watched it right after mandy and yeah, yeah. Like vampire's kiss then yeah it's right below the, the surface but he's when he's making the he's making like the breakfast i, I don't know well, well this isn't a gone in 60 seconds movie but i am a gone in 60 seconds super fan oh wow you and jenny need to get together and talk about this she was the guest for that one and she is also a okay. super fan of the movie i like her already <laughs> all right so we've we've ranked it we've done it um so i want to hear a li- i know you guys have your own show i want you guys to tell, tell us a little bit about what you guys do on your show and where people can watch it Sure. So our show is called Boy Detectives Presents. It's on uh, the 2MB Studios Twitch. Um, What we do is we have guests on and we draft football teams against each other. However, we draft football teams out of pretty much any category other than football players. (laughs) So, uh, for instance, we recently just did the ghost draft where we each drafted football teams out of popular ghosts. Nice. So of the ghosts in pop culture, who would be the best quarterback? Who would be the best running back? Who would you draft as defense? This week, we're going to do Star Wars. In the past, we've done things as obscure as Thanksgiving Day floats. But mm-hmm. Did you have Swayze as a kicker? Swayze was my, was quarterback. my quarterback. Quarterback, okay. Yeah, and then I showed the fight scene from Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys did do a Nicolas Cage draft a little while back, too. We did do a Nicolas Cage draft. The winner was uh, John Serpico with his team, the Peach Eaters. <laughs> <laughs> a deep cut. Uh, and so when when is your show on? Our show is every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. Cool. Um all right so yeah i think we're wrapping up so we've got another episode next week we are watching the movie mom and dad with uh director adam bradshaw uh this movie looks like it's actually legit fun so i'm excited for this one it's the one where happy for you guys yeah enjoy it (laughs) he and selma blair play parents who are like trying to murder their children um and uh yeah you can also see virtual improv every friday night uh 7 p.m pacific 10 eastern on the same channel and uh what 
<laughs> what is going on? Oh, I'm sorry. I, can you see that? This is D'Antonio's group. That's D'Antonio. Oh, no. This, no. Is, this is a poster from his white nationalist group. It says, Colonize Safe Space. Wait, he really, uh, really oh. is a white so nationalist much. now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, made a real pivot, but actually not that far. Not from, really. Yeah. Based on that movie, so uh, oof, keep an eye out for uh, Adam Scott Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you say that Miller, don't say Adam yeah. Scott's a right. white, you know. someone with three well, first names. No, I, no, wait a second, Miller's not a first name. Uh, Here, all right. Miller's. <laughs> all right, so that's our show, guys. We'll be back next week, Anthony and Will. Thank you so much, you guys were awesome guests. I appreciate your attention to detail on this awful movie. <laughs> Thank and, you for uh, having us. Thank you so much for having us. This was a blast, even though it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you guys all next week. Bye. Unlocking the Cage is produced by The Manager Special. Music by Will Janetta. Check out our other shows, as well as sketches, animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com. <laughs> <laughs>